Welcome to the Milestone Mama podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Hollis, wife, boy mom, and former fitness instructor turned photographer, educator, and birth doula. Becoming a mom in 2020 completely changed my life. And even though it was the greatest joy I've ever felt, it definitely came with some challenges that no one could have ever prepared me for. But I found so much healing and community, and that's why this podcast was born. Tune in each week as we uncover all of the nuances of being a mom, from pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and everything in between. If you're ready to connect, to grow, to learn, to feel inspired, seen, and heard, then you've come to the right place. And I'm so glad you're here, Mama. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. Hello, welcome back to the Milestone Mama podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm glad you're tuning in today. We are talking all about exclusively pumping. I sat down with my friend Kaylee Detmer, and we had such a fun conversation around this topic. Now, first and foremost, I just want to put out there that we highlight and strongly believe in this episode and in this conversation that mom's mental health should always come first. It just so happens that Kaylee was able to find a routine and a flow that has worked really well for her lifestyle and her baby and her family, and she feels very passionate about educating other moms that exclusively pumping is an option because walking into this, she wasn't even sure that that would be an option in the first place. And so she's just going to chat all about her experience and how she's taking it one day at a time, the things that she does to make this lifestyle work for her and to keep her mental health in check as well. So we will just hop right into today's conversation with Kaylee here. I am here with my friend Kaylee Detmer today. Thank you so much for being here, Kaylee. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, this is going to be a fun chat. Um, Kaylee has a, how old is Olivia? Two months? Three months. Almost three months? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. It goes flying so fast. I swear, like, as soon as you have a baby, time goes so much faster. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, oh, well while simultaneously going really slow through the hard times, it feels like. (laughs) Yes. The days are long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, that is amazing. She feels very passionate about the subject that we're going to be talking about today. And it is the way she has chosen to feed her baby. And that is with exclusively pumping. So I'm just going to let you intro yourself to our listeners and let them know a little bit about who you are, your family and what you do. And then we'll just kind of jump into your story after that. All right. Perfect. Well, um, I'm Kaylee. I am actually a pediatric ICU nurse. Um, I just had my first baby March 5th. Yes. That's the day. Um, (laughs) yes. Um, I kind of had like a little bit of a whirlwind pregnancy was not super easy, Um, and being a nurse, I was just like, oh, I guess I'll just breastfeed. It's fine. Um, and my husband, I just kind of told him, Hey, like, I'll just teach you everything. It's fine. Like, we'll go for it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, ended up having an emergency C-section, um, after my placenta abrupted at home in the middle of the night. Oh Oh my gosh. Yes. Super terrifying. I was 37 weeks and three days. 
um, we had like actually just gone home from triage. Um, I went into early labor at 36 weeks, sat for a week and then abrupted at home. So wow. isn't um, that crazy how your body probably was like, uh, this is about to happen. Maybe we should go into labor. And yeah. Then, that's so crazy. Yeah. When my doctor saw me again, she was like, uh, I'm sorry. I sent you home. And I was like, it's fine. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So we like immediately went back to the OR within like 10 minutes of getting back to um, the hospital. But anyway, with her being so early, she was just right at six pounds, just tiny little peanut, just didn't have a lot of energy. And so in the hospital, she just didn't like really latch well. And I was like, it's fine. I just kind of supplemented with formula. Just the lactation people came in, um, kind of taught me how to use the pump, but like kind of not. And then I got home and she wouldn't latch. And so I just kind of had to figure out like, what am I going to do? Um, so I was fine with absolutely fine with using formula. And then my milk came in and I was like, Oh, okay. So now we kind of have to like do something with this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and my pump broke in the middle of the night, like day three, like we got home. Um, and luckily a sweet angel in town met me at four in the morning and gave me a pump because us mamas just stick together. Yes. And, um, ever since then, like I tried to do triple feeds. So, what if you don't know what that means? That's like trying to latch and breastfeed your baby, then giving them a bottle and then pumping. Mm-hmm. And that's exhausting. Um, I did that for about a week and I just couldn't do it anymore. I did that so, too. Did you? It, it's awful. Yeah. I mean, it's like by the time you finish, you, it's you're doing the first again. thing again. Yeah, exactly. I did it um, for like, basically the whole time that I nursed him. So I did it for eight weeks and Oh my gosh. Yeah. I looking back, I'm like, I don't know why I did that to myself, Yeah, um, but a lot of it was just like, because of what I went through with like the retained placenta stuff, it was more like, yeah. oh, I thought, okay, maybe if I just give my body more time to realize it's not pregnant anymore, like it'll catch up eventually. And so I wanted to at least try that. And then it just never, never caught up because it was just so behind at that point. And like anything I was putting in was just like going straight out, you know? So, um, yeah, anyone who triple feeds for any amount of time, like bless you because it is a boss. It is a job. It is a full-time job. I mean, breastfeeding and pumping alone is such a job. Um, but yeah, the things that we endure are crazy to reflect back on oh yeah I look back at that time and I'm like why Mm -hmm. and I mean luckily like my husband was home at the time like he had two weeks so he would like try and feed her while I would pump and like oh but like I was just a mess like Mm -hmm. mentally a mess Mm -hmm. um I just felt like such a failure that like my milk was there but like I couldn't get her to latch and then I think on the other aspect of like I'm a nurse, like, and I'm a pediatric nurse. Like I should know how to do this. And I, that all went out the window. Like my mm-hmm. own baby, like I had no idea what I was doing yeah. and at all. Like I couldn't get her to latch and I hired a lactation 
um, specialist to come to the house and we did a meeting and she gave me a nipple shield and like, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think anybody who feeds their baby any single way, like you're a great mom, hundred percent. And like, I'm passionate about exclusive pumping, but it works for me. And what works for me doesn't have to necessarily work for you or you or you, you know, everyone mm-hmm. has their own journey. And I just think that that's so important to mention like early on, I will never, ever push anything on anybody um, yeah. if you're not wanting to do it. But, yeah. um, and such a good point too, that like, here you are a nurse and probably feeling all sorts of like intrinsic pressure from that alone. Yeah. And I mean, all of us can read all the books. We can do all the right things, quote unquote. We can literally do everything. And, and sometimes it's still not enough or it's not going to work out. And like, that's okay because every single baby is different. And no matter how much preparation you do, it's going to happen the way it's going to happen. And you're still a great mom for it. I feel like that's, I remember feeling that exact same way. Like, what the heck? Like I'm, I'm failing. Yeah. And she dropped to like five pounds, nine ounces, like, and she was born right at six. So she dropped, like, I mean, we were in preemie clothes for like almost six weeks, you know, and I felt like such a, almost like failure for it, Mm -hmm. which isn't true. Um, but like, I also just kind of hated having her on me all the time. And that was such a weird concept to like grasp because I felt like a bad mom that I didn't want her on me all the time. Like she would just cluster feed because she, I mean, constantly, I mean, 24 hours a day, I felt like she was just like needing me. And I am, I I just still struggle with it a little bit that I felt bad. I feel bad that I didn't like it. And like, it's supposed to be a quote unquote, like natural thing. And it wasn't like, yeah. It's, still it's not, not for everybody. It's no. hard. It's freaking hard. And like, I, I definitely think it's incredible and it's beautiful. And like, for some people, they have that like instant love for it. And as much as I loved like the process of it, I definitely didn't love the frequency of it. I felt that mm-hmm. way too, where I was like, oh my gosh, he's feeding constantly. And I am like sore and bleeding and exhausted. Yes. Like you're not going to love it 24 seven. You might not love it at all. And like, that's okay. (laughs) There's someone literally feeding off of your body. Yeah. That's crazy. All the time. time. (laughs) And if they fall, then they fall asleep on you. And then like, you're like, okay, I'll put her, I'll put her down so I can like go shower and you like put her down like so slowly. And then she's like, ah! <laughs> oh my gosh, why? Yeah. So it's exhausting. Yeah. And like the hormones are raging. You have night sweats. You're sweating through everything all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, leaking and oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so, it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's just a lot. Um, and so I kind of just decided like with all of this, I was like, I don't, I don't want her on me all the time. I need help. Like I just, I struggled with, um, anxiety, like while I was pregnant. So I was working. Um, I realized that at Christmas time, I was like about 26 weeks. I didn't want to decorate my Christmas tree. And I remember sitting there and my husband was like putting out 
um, the lights outside and I sat there crying about picking out a stroller. Mm. And I was like, mm, this is not okay. I'm not okay. Yeah. So I kind of just decided like, okay, I, I have anxiety and I need help. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm still working actively in the hospital. I'm exposed all the time. If I get COVID, I'm, my thought was I'm going to get sick and I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And so this all kind of came back into play after she was born. And I was like, okay, I need to do, I need help. And I think the one thing that I can do to help myself is have somebody else feed her and like not have her on me all the time, need me all the time. Somebody else needs to be that person too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what led me to like just pumping because I was fine with doing that. And I could kind of prop her up on a boppy and like feed her and pump at the same time. If, you know, my husband was, when he went back to work, it's kind of, we kind of just had to like make it work. Right. Um, And like, it was, it was hard at first. Um, And I think what made me so passionate about it was there's so little education on exclusive pumping. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't even realize that like, it's an option. Um, and every, like, they don't teach you about a pump in the hospital. Like, they're just like, put the baby to breast. And they're like, I just mm-hmm. remember, like, they're like shoving her on me. Like, I'm like coming out of the OR. And it, it's fine. Like, you know, it's natural. They want to like encourage that. But like, I, I was just so, you know, yeah. overwhelmed with all of it that I couldn't even process doing all of that. Absolutely. I, I remember like, we are actually talking about this. I recorded an episode earlier today that will probably come out before this one, um, with an LMD nurse. And we were talking about the, like, there's so much pressure, obviously, but a lot of like contradicting stuff out there too, when it comes to what you're told after. And it's like, oh, well there's nipple confusion. And like, you, you shouldn't pump until X weeks postpartum and a bottle until this and that. And it's like, none of that is really true. Uh, I remember the very first night, my nurse, thank God, I'm like so grateful for her looking back at first I was like, oh, why did she make me pump and use formula. And now I'm like, thank God she, she encouraged me to do that. Um, because right off the bat, she helped me like figure out how to use the pump, which was still like, I I didn't even really know what I was doing. No one knows. So loopy (laughs) and like tired. And you're just like, okay. She, I remember her like taking out the flanges and all the, all the pieces and like having me put them together myself. And I'm just like, I have no clue what the heck you just did. I'm going to just show me that like five more times. Um, but, and I remember feeling this like intense guilt when she went and grabbed that formula and I was like, why, why? Um, and then I ended up being really grateful for that experience because we did do the triple feeding for so long and we didn't have an issue taking a bottle when I needed a break and when I needed to go somewhere else or sleep or start work again. So again, I know that that's not everybody's journey, but I've even heard from mom friends of mine that they're like, next time around, I'm giving them a bottle way sooner because yeah, the longer we waited, the harder it was to get a break. So anyway, not to rant, but I totally feel you on the, like, no one really tells you that that's an option. 
So yeah. And you're like on TikTok scrolling and you're like the bacon button. Like everyone talks about the bacon button on the spectra. And I'm like, what does this do? And I'm like, you know, just pressing stuff because I didn't know. Yeah. And I felt so dumb. Like I had moms come in all the time at work and there, and I'm like, Oh, here's a pop. And you just like roll it at them. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so what is the bacon button? Oh, it's like going from expression to like going from like the question. When you have the letdown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's different on the Medela that I have. It was like two little um like drippy things on it. And my yes, my lactation consultant was like, by the way, if you have a letdown, you can just press that and it'll stop going so fast. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes sense so but you don't even I didn't even know that that was a thing I didn't it's either thing. <laughs> I, I did not no either yeah <laughs> this is embarrassing to admit but like I had been a nurse for like like almost six years yeah in pediatrics and I would just <laughs> throw them at moms and be like hope you know how to use it yeah. out. <laughs> and like they definitely taught me I had yeah. a class and I'm supposed to know and I did it mm-hmm. so that really like I, now I look back and I feel so bad. I'm like, I'm so sorry to all of these moms that I like three pumps at mm-hmm. and like, good luck. Cause, but now I know, and like, it really can be such a blessing because what it gave me was stability and a schedule. And it allowed me to continue to feed my kid the way that I wanted to. Yeah. Um, I have another hilarious story really quick before. Oh my <laughs> before gosh. Keep going. <laughs> Okay. So hopefully she doesn't get mad at me for this, but my like best friend, um, had her baby in March too, probably like a couple weeks after you did. Yeah. And, um, I was over there, I think two weeks after she had him to do their newborn photos and she's like getting ready and the baby's I'm holding the baby. He's asleep in my arms and I see her setting up her pump and she's got a flange on one boob and the haka on another boob with like the haka necklace thing on. And I'm like, hun, why are you, why are you using the hucker right now when you're pumping? And she's like, well, it only does one at a time. And I was like, no, there's no way your <laughs> pump only does one. <laughs> she's like, well, there's only one thing here. And she's like, unless this little thing is another tube, you know, like the airflow tube, it, yeah. was, like, it was covered with one of the covers. So poor thing had been using her pump for two weeks with one boob at a time and the haka on the other and I was like oh no I'm so sorry I was like I'm so sorry no one showed you that that must have been so hard she's like no wonder so poor thing is like I mean the haka that was very innovative of her to just like stick it on the other one and grab that letdown but like to have the pump it's hard enough as it is, but to do oh, one no. at a time, I was like, oh my God. It's like an hour. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. Oh. It's a lot. So she figured it out and like they got a system down. And after that, I was like, let me mess with your poem because there's no way that's true. <laughs> and um, we figured it out. And she's like, wow, <laughs> I just changed everything. This is so, why we need to teach this education because yes. I feel like so many times people go home Yep. And it does not work out the way you dreamed it would. No. And like so much. Oh gosh. Yes. I'm and the more I talk about it with people, like I've started posting on my Instagram, like my hashtag is half pump will travel. Because I have just started pumping 
all over Wilmington. Yeah. <laughs> so if you see a random girl pumping in a bar, it's probably me. <laughs> just out with my friends. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just funny because the more I talk to people about it, they're like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know that like you could just do that instead. Or like I was so afraid to go out and pump in public or you know, people talk about breastfeeding in public and how much of like, oh, you know, yeah. That is. Yeah. like we're just trying to feed our babies. Like, yeah, that's it. That's all yeah. that is. When I love that you're so just like shameless about it. And that's, and I'm sure even as simple as that Instagram post and those hashtags you use might seem, I'm sure it's like empowering a lot of other moms who might have chosen this or will choose this for their baby in the future. And I'm sure that you giving yourself that freedom to just say, screw it. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to like lock myself in my house. Like I'm going to continue living my life, but continuing to do what I need to do while out and about. Yeah. And I feel like that is key for, you know, maintaining sanity through it. That'll be my next question for you is like, obviously it goes without saying that it's such a job and such a chore and I'm sure it can feel exhausting at times. So other than just shamelessly doing it where you need to, (laughs) what are, what are the ways that I guess you have been able to keep yourself positive and like your mental health maintained? Excuse me. Um, so I think the biggest thing is, you know, and one of kind of my mantras is like, don't quit on a bad day. Mm-hmm. you're always going to have a bad day and anything you do in life. Um, you're always going to have a day where this is too much and the baby just like wants to be on you all the time. Like even just, it's hard to like hold a newborn and pump at the same time and you feed and, you know, yes, you're allowed to have a bad day, but like, let's reassess tomorrow. Let's just see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to take my pump times as like my time. Um, I sit and I scroll through TikTok and Instagram, or I put on a a show that I only watch while I'm pumping. Um, I have watched so many new shows on maternity leave. It's been awesome. Yeah. Um, That's kind of how I've dealt with it, but I will say at that last pump every single night before I go to bed between like 10 and 11 Cole is snoring next to me having a good old time and I'm just sitting there like resenting and Mm -hmm. that is so normal if you are feeling like that it's normal yeah (laughs) I think everyone resents their partner at some point because they have useless nipples yeah they're whether great. you're pumping or not like yeah like it, you can be the best partner in the world but you have useless nipples and I need you to have <laughs> better ones yeah. yeah but you know take that time and like I also try to like do it while I'm doing something else pumping in the car changed my life um because I'm like oh I need to drive 20 minutes to this store. Okay. I can get a pump session in as I'm driving. If it's about the time for me to pump, I just do it while I'm driving. Cause I'm already, I'm just sitting down. I might right. as well do that. 
or, you know, while she's napping, let me go ahead and get the session in. So when she wakes up, I can be focused on her. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all good things. Also, there's incredible people to follow on Instagram, like that just have so many suggestions and, you know, ideas of what to do. I started doing um, what you, the pitcher method where like, I just, you know, put my flanges and bottles in the fridge, let them cool down. Then I pour them all in a pitcher. So at the end of the day, I can bag it all at once time, at one time, you know, make mm-hmm. bottles for the next day. That saves my sanity. Dishwasher yeah. baskets, use your dishwasher. Do not hand wash everything. Yeah. I did that for a week and Cole and I were about to like kill each other. It was like Thinking. 30 minutes every night washing pump. Yeah. Pump. it's a lot I know speaking of the washing um I don't know if you do this throughout the day you probably do but I remember when my lactation consultant told me to do this I was like uh wow this is genius I should have done this the whole time she's like you know you don't have to wash your parts every single time you pump just like take it all put in a big ziploc or a big container and put all the parts in the fridge Yes. And then you don't have to wash it every time because the breast milk that's still on it is good for 24 hours. It's not going to spoil. Just keep using it after you take it out. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that is yeah. key. When, yeah. especially, you know, if you're just doing a pump a day, like that's not really relevant, I guess. But if you're doing triple feeding or exclusive pumping, that saves you so much work. Countless time. Yep. Um, I also have like an extra pump upstairs in my bedroom, like one that has to be plugged in. Um, I use that one at night only, like I get in bed. That's my last pump of the day. And I just leave my breast milk on the counter, like on my bedside table. I do not get back out of bed and go put it in the fridge. Sometimes I do, because if I'm like still really awake, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, if I'm really ready to go to bed, it stays because I'm going to get up before it expires, you know, sitting there, yeah. on the counter. Yeah. know how long, you know, you can leave your breast milk out. It, you don't immediately have to put it away, you know, get an extra set of pump parts. You can buy like replacements on Amazon. So cheap. Mm-hmm. Don't just like, you know, only have one set that you constantly are having to wash or, you know, like you said, do the fridge hack. Yep. Um, make, you know, get your partner involved, like get them to put your pump parts together. Like I also got the, um, legendary milk cups that like sit in your bra where you don't have to like have the flanges out because, um, like I said, I like to pump in public and you know, your nipples out in public is apparently a little frowned upon. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So no one's ever said anything to me about it. I always just kind of like take a blanket over me. Yeah. But, you know, we live at the beach and literally live at the beach in the summer. So that's always nice. I can just like pop those in my bathing suit top and roll on with my day. Yeah, that's Uh, awesome. They're fantastic. And do those work with multiple pumps? Yeah, they, you can like hack them to work with literally pretty much any pump that you want. Um, so, and they're not $500, like the LV and the Willow, like those are fantastic. But to me, that was an investment that I really wasn't quite ready to make Mm -hmm. on maternity leave where really wasn't 
getting paid like my normal. Yeah. Um, and then I also ended up, I don't know if I made myself an overproducer or I, it's just my body, but I produce a lot more milk than my baby takes in a day. So those collection cups only collect, I think it's like four or five ounces and I pump more than that every session. So there are other options if I know there's a lot of people like me, mm -hmm. uh, but there's also a lot of people who may pr produce like a normal amount, like everything they produce, they get, give to their baby or they may produce a little bit less and they have to do combo feeding, which is also fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like any amount of breast milk that you make for your baby is perfect. That's incredible that you're doing that. It's such a sacrifice and you know, you're literally giving yourself blood, sweat, and tears is mm -hmm. what I say Yeah, um, to continue to give that to your baby. Yeah. But also knowing that if you're suffering, it's time to stop or it's time to just cut back. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to say, oh, I'm completely stopping. Um, find something that you're comfortable with. I've talked to probably, I think like five of my friends now who are like, oh, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in exclusive pumping. What are you doing? How do you do this? And mm -hmm. um, it's been so fun to like talk to other moms about it. Yeah. And like one of my old college friends, like she was like, I just wasn't okay with doing it all the time. So she cut back and she does combo feeding and that's what works for her. And that's just fantastic. And so yeah. that she's had an easier transition. She's like, when I'm done, I'm going to be done yeah. and just do formula, which heck you are feeding your baby yeah. and that's what matters. Yeah. And I think the key takeaway here is is well, key takeaways are that one, you can continue to just reassess as you go. And it's important yeah. that you do that to make sure you are okay. And you know, your mental health is way more important than the substance that your baby is getting first and yeah. foremost. And if it's just day by day that you're taking it, then wonderful, just continue to do that, but just make sure that that's, you know, your priority. And then, um, Two is that you just do whatever works with whatever the heck works for you is the best yeah. for you. There's so many different options out there. Um, and not to harp on this too much, but I think one of the things too, that's so, I guess, under talked about is production in general, right? It's like you go, you hear about breastfeeding. You're just like, okay, you just feed on demand. You put the baby to the breast. Uh, or whatever. And then your body makes what your baby needs. In no. some cases, that's not true. Mm -hmm. It's either you're under or you're making way more. <laughs> um, and then you can also stimulate yourself to be an oversupply, which like, I didn't even know was a thing until they're like, oh, well, yeah, just make sure you're not pumping or nursing too much because, you know, then you might head into that more oversupply thing, which again, was not an issue for me. I had the opposite problem. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy that there's like all this that goes into it that no one really talks about or prepares you for, like, you don't really know how it all works. And the body is insane. Like it's how crazy is it that it's like, Oh, the more there's something at my nipple, the more I need to make to provide. And like, that is awesome so it should definitely be 
celebrated. But again, circling back to that number one point is like, it starts to get to the tipping to the other side of things. Then that's when we, we check in and reassess. Um, but I love that you're doing that. And I love that you're encouraging people. What, I guess, obviously it's not an easy thing that you're doing. So what is your biggest, like, I guess your motivating factor for continuing with it, even though it might not be like as easy as let's say not pumping every time. Yeah. Well, to be completely honest, my boobs will really hurt if I stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's truthfully most days kind of why I just continue to do it. Um, totally valid. <laughs> I just feel like that's just being honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can pump like 26 ounces at my first session in the morning. That's insane. That's insane. That's literally what she will take in a day. Um, If not more, um, depending on the day. So, you know, there's a lot of issues, like you said, that comes with being an overproducer. Like I've had mastitis um, twice, neither have, you know, I needed antibiotics for, but I get clogged ducts all the time. I always feel full, you know? And so that's truly my number one factor because if I stop, then like, I'm going to get sick again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also like I found a good schedule that works for me. Yeah. And, um, I was doing like, they tell you, to pump like eight to 12 times in a day. If you can pump eight to 12 times in a day, you are super woman. Truly. My goal was always to get to like seven because that was just realistic for my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and even then like about a month later, like what she's like a month, six weeks, something like that. And I was like, this is still too much. Like I, I can't keep up with it every three hours. It was just exhausting. And I was getting up in the middle of the night to pump when she wasn't even awake. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like I need to sleep. Yeah. Um, and so what I ended up doing was just cutting that pump session out, um, and just pumping as late as I could before I went to bed. And then I get up at six when she gets up and pumps and I pump then. Um, so I think it's all about how you work it for your life. Yeah. um, making it what works for you. And I think that's what I really love about it is I can kind of tailor it to what I need. And if I need to do a session a little bit early, that's fine. If I, you know, I'm running a little bit late, it's fine. Yeah. I can do it while I'm driving. You can't nurse the baby while you drive. I mean, yeah, please don't, please don't do that. (laughs) Um, Well, that's, that's a great thing to highlight too, because Uh, again, getting back to like all the things you're told at the beginning, it's like, you have to do this X amount of hours to regulate your supply or A, B, and C will happen. And it's like, you're terrified to even try to tweak things to fit your lifestyle. And I remember both my lactation consultant and plenty of friends saying, Chelsea, like if the baby's not awake or like in the middle of the night, if it's easier for Jordan to give him a bottle you can just sleep. Like sleep is always going to trump pumping when it comes to your supply. Like if your body is not rested and you're exhausted, it's not gonna, 
you know, continue making what it needs as it is. So like, just get the freaking sleep. Yeah. And I remember feeling so like guilty about that. So I was like, yeah. oh, well, I'm not trying and I, you know, I should be up pumping and it obviously wasn't true. <clears throat> um, so that's a really good thing to highlight. Like, no, it doesn't have to be so meticulous and rigid and crazy. Like you have figured out exactly what works and gets you the rest that you need and keeps you sane and comfortable and is feeding your baby. And you're still clearly providing plenty. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's important for people to know that because I didn't know that. And like you were saying, like, you just get like so much information thrown at you and like, you have to do this, this, and this. And like, you just have to remember your goals and what are, what my goal was to stay sane and truly if whatever I was doing didn't fit with that, it, it went away. You know, when we were doing triple feeds and she, I, I remember sitting in bed for an entire day watching TV and she literally cluster fed every 45 minutes mm. and for an entire day. And I was like, yep. mm-mm, nope, mm-mm, that's not for me. Yeah. And I, looked at my husband and I was like, this is, this is not okay. And he was like, all right, well, what do we need to do? Like, yeah, keep, come up with a goal for you and whatever you're doing, make sure that it is like fitting in that goal. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to keep you in check. I yeah. Think. And that's, I mean, sometimes our babies are telling us something, right? Like yeah, cluster feeding is normal, but like cluster feeding every 45 minutes for 24 hours, like maybe isn't, I don't know. I'm not a no medical professional, but like, it's kind of like, okay, well clearly she's not getting a good feed with these yeah. sessions. Like I had that problem too with Silas. I was like, why is he not sleeping? Why is he up cluster feeding every like 30 to 45 minutes and just never being satisfied? Okay. Either there's something going on with their latch. Maybe they're not really getting as much as you think they are. Or did you ever do any like weighted transfers or anything with her? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's fun <laughs> to be like, oh, cool. They're, he's, he's getting uh half an ounce from my cool. boob. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. Um, and yeah. she was so small. We couldn't figure out if she like had an actual like tongue or lip tie. Yeah. And like, oh my, the hours and days that I spent worried about a freaking tongue tie yeah yeah oh there are multiple nights I was up till 4 a.m just googling when I could I should have just like gone to sleep and been like (laughs) this works for me like yeah it's so crazy I even two I don't even know a week and a half two weeks ago I tried to latch her like because I I am so proud of like the journey that I've had, but that little bug in the back of my head was like, but she's not nursing Mm -hmm. and you should be, she should be, she's big enough now. You should be able to latch her. And I tried and I was like, ow, like, (laughs) no, this isn't worth me. She screamed bloody murder at me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. and then I started crying because I'm like, oh, Olivia, I'm so sorry. Like, why did I do this to you? Like, it's just crazy as moms, like there's so much guilt for making yep. any decision that you make. I completely, and, like, completely feel you on that. I remember, <laughs> I think like 
a few days, maybe like a week after I finally decided like, okay, I'm just going to do formula. Like I, I can't, I can't do this. My body's not recovering. I'm clearly not making enough for him. Like I'd rather him just be satisfied at this point. Like, I think it's more just my ego than like me trying to provide for him, you know? Um, even though I thought it was, and I had to take our dog to the vet. And so it was still curbside. I think it still Mm -hmm. is actually to this day. And so I had Silas in the car seat. My husband was at home working. I had the dog in the trunk and the trunk. And I remember they came and took the dog. And while we were there, he was, he was getting really fussy and I had only brought so much formula for Mm -hmm. him. And he sucked that down and then was like still crying. And I remember being like, okay, I should just let me, I was so tempted to put him on my boob. And I felt so much like intense, like guilt and pain from that. Like, I was like, I'm depriving him of this. Like, I can't, but like, I didn't pack enough formula and I could have just been making him food for my boob. And I literally, I don't regret it for a minute, but I'll still have those limiting beliefs and those thoughts pop up every now and then where I'm like, man, like it'd be so much easier if I didn't have to pack and formula. Yeah. And then I have to come back to reality. And I'm like, no, it freaking wouldn't. Like yeah. it's fine. You would be going insane and you would yeah. never leave your house. Yes. Exactly. You know, so, like prepping bottles, pouring yeah. formula, freezing. Like I have freezer. My freezers are full. Like I'm trying to like donate my milk because I literally it's such a big blessing and I should not complain about it. It just comes with, it's a double-edged sword, you know? Totally. Absolutely. Um, but you just always like, it just goes to show every single decision is you're going to have some kind of like regret to it, Mm -hmm. which you should never have because you've done best for you and your baby and your family. Yeah. That is you know, just the most important thing. Yeah. We, I know we keep saying it over and over, but like, we don't believe it, <laughs> you know, it's like so we true. can say it, but there are so many times that like, you just let that one little comment from so-and-so or like, I remember pumping on the beach one day and like, I had like my cups in, so like, you couldn't see anything, but like this family was sitting beside us, like staring at me. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry. Like you feel bad, but like yeah. I have nothing to feel bad for at all. You don't, you don't. And it's yeah. It's, it's like, we lot. always, we always have the, I mean, with anything in life, we have that like, oh, well it, you know, the whole grass is always greener thing. Right. I remember in those early days thinking, gosh, it'd probably be so much easier if I would just feed him formula. But And like, in my case, it actually was because of the issues that I was having, but like, let's say my supply was perfect. And I had those thoughts. My LC was like, well, not necessarily though, because then you have, you're up like washing bottles all the time and like having to pack that and figuring out the formula. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. And it's like, then you get to the other side and you're like, was it really easier? But like, who cares? (laughs) What was easier? What was better? Yeah, exactly. We have a dishwasher. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, all that just to say, 
the mom guilt is real. You are not crazy for thinking these thoughts. Like I guarantee you, we could walk into a room of a hundred more moms and all of them would have said they could relate to this in some way. So, well, let's just, I feel like you kind of answered all the questions that I really had for you within this conversation, just kind of like these words of encouragement for moms, I think is so key. So thank you for sharing all that and for being such a light and so positive and for being vulnerable and sharing your, your story, I guess, what would you leave moms with today? I've been ending up every episode with a milestone mantra. I know you kind of said what one of your mantras is earlier, but what would you tell, I guess, moms either in the same season as you are, or maybe who have chosen this, this same path? Um, I would just say it gets better. I know that sounds absolutely crazy. Um, and if it's not getting better, make a change. Um, that's good because, you know, like I said, don't quit on a bad day, but if in two days, it's still not better, what can we do? Because there's always something you can do. Um, I, well, I guess I shouldn't say always, you know, most of the time there's something that you could change or um, modify to maybe make your life better. And for me that, like I said, was dropping a pump and kind of, okay, if my supply diminished, I was fine with that. Yeah. Um, And just like you, when you decided to switch to formula, you were fine. You know, you got to your limit. Yeah. So make the changes that are best for your family and and your mental health. That gave me chills when you said like, and if it doesn't, then change it because I remember so vividly hearing that, oh, it gets easier. It gets better. I promise all the time. And it's like, yeah. Now looking back, um, I have a 10 month old. That's so true. It does keep getting better and easier and sweeter and more amazing. But in that moment, you're just like, okay, but when, yeah, like literally when, because I'm at my wits end. And so that's so key is like, yeah, it, it does get better, but if you're really feeling trapped, figure something else out. Yeah. Change it. Such good words to, to end on. Well, if (laughs) if other mamas want to, um, chat with you or see your have pump, will travel hashtags, where can I connect with you? Yeah. I'm on Instagram at Kaylee Dittmer, um, and Facebook. And, um, I guess I have an email. If you want to email me, it's Kayleedittmer at gmail.com. Perfect. I actually am going to try and go back to get my, um, lactation certification. Yeah. Um, because, and then focus on exclusive pumping because I'm passionate about it. And, you know, by the time this episode comes out, I may not be pumping anymore. I have no idea yeah. what, the, what the future holds, but I do know that like, it is something that was a different journey for me and has brought me a lot of, I don't know, I want to say joy, but it's, it's been moving for me and I feel like I'm passionate about it and just bringing another option to the table. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm still breastfeeding. I'm just not nursing. Yeah. And you can provide that substance for your kid, but 
be fine with leaving them with grandma for four hours and not worrying about, I have to get back by this time to nurse my baby. Yes. So, you know, I, you know, I hope to encourage people and I've learned so much and I would love to share my knowledge with people. If you have questions, definitely. That's reach awesome. out. Well, I will link all that in the show notes as well yeah. and keep us posted with that journey because we could totally have you back on once you get that. And yeah. I'm sure we'll, I'll have you back on at some point anyway. I know we want to do birth story stuff and lots of other fun topics, but yeah. um, we'll definitely circle back. Thank you so much, Kaylee. And thank yeah. you everybody for listening. We'll talk to you next week, Mama. Bye. Bye.